What it is, yo. What's up? This is Real Talk Sports. Deontay Smith and Keg is going to be on for the weekly rankings that he does put together. We're going to be talking about our QB rosters. I guess you, we're going to call them QB rosters. Uh, the, team, the QBs that we drafted uh, will be comprised of nothing but quarterbacks based on wins and losses. And uh, we're going to make it where uh, it's going to be by win percentage, given uh, overall wins will be one category, one wins. And then we'll just do the uh, winning percentage as well. Factor that in as well. But we got Kagan coming through. We got a little buy or sell. And um, some interesting talk about some matchups in our quarterback teams. But uh, let's go and hop right into it. Appreciate you guys for listening. All right, here we go, Kagan, with our week six rankings. We're going to talk about what you, where you did well, and what uh, were some disappointments last week. Uh, go ahead and hop right into it. All right. Last week, uh, Darnold was my biggest disappointment. Uh, cost me 28 spots, uh, followed by Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson, who both cost me 18 spots. They both uh, went out with injury. Uh, but other than that, uh, pretty good across the board. Uh, ESPN and I both had six picks within four. Uh, neither one of us had anything dead on. But the six picks within four is my most on the year, and that's ESPN's second most on the year. So, uh, you know, we had a pretty good week this week in QBs. So uh, some guys I had in my rankings that helped me that they didn't have. Uh, I had Matt Ryan at 14. Uh, he finished at 10. So he was one of my within fours. They did not have him ranked uh, in their top 15. Uh, I had Burrow at 11. ESPN didn't have him in their top 15. So he cost, uh, he finished at 12. So that helped me. I was one spot off on him. Uh, Russell Wilson is one of the ones that hurt me. I missed their Thursday night ranking. So I don't know if they had him in there earlier or not. And then some guys that they had that I didn't that helped them were uh, Trey Lance, you know, because they're updating theirs weekly. They had Lance in there at 14. He finished at 18. So he was one of their – he was one of their within fours. So that helped them out. So this week with your, uh, with your QBs, is it Mahomes, Allen, Brady? It is not. Uh, it is Mahomes, Murray, Allen. So close. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't have Brady, uh, high as far as he's at nine. I have him at nine this week. Uh, but, um, that Eagles defense is a little better against the pass than, than box scores are showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so for my, t- uh, Mahomes, Murray, Allen, Stafford, Herbert, Hertz, Dak, Burrow, Brady, Henke, uh, Jackson, Darnold, Wentz, Rogers, and Lawrence. Uh, so bye weeks start this week, not really affecting us much in the QB rankings. Uh, you know, you got Winston out, uh, Matt Ryan out, but I doubt you're probably starting either two of those guys anyway. Uh, in most leagues, I would assume, unless it's a really deep league, you're probably not starting any of those guys. Uh, so not really affecting my rankings. Uh, but we'll jump right into the one you mentioned. Uh, so Tom Brady, uh, you know, he's the GOAT, gone Thursday night. Uh, but you look at that Eagles defense, and really they're they're only giving up 194.8 passing yards per game. So they're a little better than they're showing. Uh, now they're not, 
you know, they're not leading and takeaways or anything like that. So I do think it's a game uh, that Brady could go out and have success in. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to completely hinder him. But uh, you look at some of the teams that the Eagles have played. Uh, so, you know, they played Atlanta, San Fran, Dallas, Kansas City, and Carolina. Uh, you know, San Francisco, that was with um, Garoppolo. So, you know, San Francisco, Dallas, Kansas City, uh, three teams known for really passing the ball, stretching the ball downfield. Yeah, and, you know, and you look at their yearly average of 194.8. So that's concerning. Uh, even Carolina and Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is a pass-first offense. Uh, you know, I know that was week one. Ryan didn't have such a great week against them. But Carolina, Darnold's been playing really great this year. So, you know, looking at the quarterbacks and the teams they've gone against and they're, you know, third in the league at 194.8 passing yards per game. And, you know, this could be a tougher matchup for Brady on, on paper than people think. Wow. I really uh, I really expected him to pretty much uh, walk all over Philadelphia. But <laughs> those numbers – um, definitely makes me uh, second guess myself because that, yeah. that was definitely a um, a must start. I know I usually hate Thursday night guys, but um, yeah, it, it seems a lot like a Chris Goblin, Antonio Brown, Brady type of night before yeah. beach and all that. And I like uh, you know, I like Hurts a lot this week. You know, looking on the reverse side of that matchup, the Bucks are you know leading the league. Uh, with giving up 314 passing yards a game, 13 touchdowns, which is third in the league. Uh, you know, they're also up there in takeaways. I think they have like six or seven interceptions, which is still, you know, pretty good. But, I mean, people have been throwing all over that defense. Uh, so, you know, I think Hurts could actually be the one to have the better fantasy week uh, this week. But I still think Brady finds a way to get it done and the Bucks win the game. Yeah, I definitely like Hurts uh, this week, especially Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, um, yeah. just because that is a very soft and tender defensive secondary that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are marching out there. And I don't expect the Eagles to try to run too much. And um, even if they do, Miles Sanders has looked pretty bad. Um, so I, I don't expect them to be uh, to be running the ball that often. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts definitely going to have a huge week. Yeah. Uh, another guy uh, on my list, uh, you know, uh, Haneke, I have him at 10 this week. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be, you know, Washington football team and, and the, the Chiefs, neither one of them are good against the pass. Chiefs are fourth, giving up 296 yards a game. Uh, Washington is sixth, giving up 293 yards a game. Washington second and touchdowns, giving up 14 touchdowns. The Chiefs are tied for fourth, giving up 10. Uh, you know, neither one of them are in the top 10 on interceptions. So, you know, I could see both of these guys slinging the ball all over the field. Uh, so Mahomes' talent and his pass-catching core kind of gives him the edge, which is also the reason I have him at number one this week. Uh, but Henneke, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished. Uh, I have him at 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes higher. Through four starts, he's got two top 10 finishes and one right outside at 13. So, 
he's you know he's a solid option if you're you know needing someone to stream for a week if you you know you had Russell Wilson and he's hurt you know so you're trying to find a filler if he's available he'd be a good one to play absolutely and also keep an eye on wide receiver DeAndre Carter um came on late last week had eight targets for four catches um I know we're always looking for flyers and lottery yeah. tickets in the uh in DFS that's definitely got to keep an eye on yeah all right you want to go ahead and go to running backs yeah let's go all right let's uh, how'd you do last week Running backs, last week I had my second best week. Uh, okay. I finished minus 9.4. Uh, only only my second best by a little bit. Uh, my previous second best was 9.8. but uh, And then ESPN finished minus 8.3. Uh, so they beat me out by a little bit on it's that one. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest problem for me uh, last week with running backs – was uh Barkley uh you know he cost me 68 spots it looked like a pretty bad injury his ankle swelled up really fast yeah really uh, and, and he cost ESPN uh 73 spots so he cost them a good bit as well um the other big blow for both of us was Chase Edmonds he cost me 47 spots he cost ESPN 41 spots uh so Looking at that week, I had four, uh, nine picks within four. ESPN had eight picks within four, uh, and we both had two dead on. Uh, they had Henry at one. He finished at one. I had Eckler at three. He finished at three. Uh, they had James uh, Robinson at 10. That's where he finished, and I had Harris at eight. So, you know, it was a pretty good week, Uh you know, beat me by just a little bit, uh, like looking at like point thirteen points, you know, or something like that, percentage points. Uh, and really, you know, the same two cost both of us. They were just a little closer on some of the other ones. You know, they were dead on on Henry. I was off by one on Henry. Uh, they were, you know, seven spots off of Swift. I was eight spots off of Swift. Uh, so you know, close things like that, that they kind of got the edge on. Uh, I was off on Kamara by two. They were off on him by one. So just some small factors right in there, but not too bad. Hey, you're narrowing the gap, man. So uh, these experts are, uh, you, you're starting to look a lot like an expert. Yeah. And, and another, <laughs> another guy that helped them again, you know, they're updating their rankings daily. So like I had right. cook going in the last week, I had cook is number one, you know, he gets scratched right before the game. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't count against me, but he doesn't help me either. So because they updated theirs daily, right. they had already thrown Madison in their rankings at nine and he finished at four. So, you know, they were five off on him. Uh, so, you know, things like that, that they're doing, uh, I'm going to try to look at their rankings uh, tonight uh, before the Thursday night game. So I could kind of go based on that. Uh, Cause I really don't look at them usually. I try to, you know, I try to not let their professional, quote unquote, expert sway my opinions. Right. Uh, I usually try to just look at the matchup, and and most of my research is coming from like our league, like how they scored, what they're doing against, and then uh, I've actually found uh, 
for anyone out there listening, trying to find some of this information, uh, pro football focus. Uh, I mean, yeah, pro football reference, not focus, pro football reference, the you know website everyone goes to to get stats. They actually have a fantasy uh, right. section in there. So it yeah. kind of – and it breaks down, you know, by position, defense versus position. So I, I use that a lot, uh, especially because you look at – you look at uh, – yards passing yards right uh, right and you're looking at okay so this team's giving up 1,000 yards passing on the year but how much of that's going to the tight end how much of that's going to wide receivers how much of that's going to running backs and that's where that site's really been able to help out it's definitely a site that I use um whenever I want to back some facts up and um and get uh in pretty much shape uh, my argument around what I can find on pro football folk, uh, pro football reference. Man. Right. PFF is all over my brain. So, so let's, let's go ahead and take a look at, uh, at these rankings for this week. So this week, uh, number one, uh, Derek Henry two I have Robinson, which is high. Uh, that's a risk. It is gamble. Uh, I really like his matchup, though, uh, and it looks like uh, Meyer has finally uh, realized that he's got to start using him. So, uh, you know, I think he's he's sitting pretty high as far as where he's at amongst running backs for us. Uh, you know, he's gained some ground after a few slow weeks. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's running back ten for us in our league, so – He's been top 10 running back, and that's, you know, almost getting phased out the first few weeks. But anyway, Henry Robinson, Eckler, uh, Harris, Zeke, Fournette, Gibson, Swift, Henderson, Cook, Taylor, Chubb, Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, and Joe Mixon. Uh, uh, An honorable mention, I have Miles Gaskin and uh, Latavius Murray here, Um, you know, jumping in. Uh, one of the, you know, biggest reasons Henry is just a monster. Uh, I don't think his matchup is that great this week against Buffalo. Right. Uh, so a lot of people are probably like, "Oh, why you got him number one?" No, uh, it's definitely a tough matchup on paper. Uh, you know, Buffalo's only given up, I think, like, yeah, seventy-eight point four yards. Uh, so you know, not. Not a great matchup for him, but he's getting the volume, and he's really their whole offense until until Jones and A.J. Brown prove that they're truly healthy and that they're competent in this offense uh, because they've been non-existent in that offense. Everything's going to go through Henry. So uh, he's up there for me. Um, I think, you know, this is a week you got to play him. Uh, I like Najee Harris at four. Uh, I think that's the highest I've had him all year. Uh, the Seahawks are pretty bad against uh, the run. Uh, 145 yards per game. They're giving up five touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, this is a week that I think, you know, Geno Smith's starting. I know he looked really good at the end of that game coming in uh, last week, but who knows what we're really going to get. Are we going to get New York Jets Geno Smith or are we going to get this new and improved you know, game manager, make smart throws, Seattle, Seahawks, Geno Smith. Uh, Dude, I feel like it's going to be a heavy run game, heavy dose of Collins, potentially have Carson yeah. back, but definitely Collins and DJ Dallas are my uh, yeah. my running backs that, that I think can uh, 
do we do well this week? I have a question for you now. Okay. You had Nick Chubb ahead of Kareem Hunt. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. They are 14 and 15. I bet you can't guess the order of that 14 and 15. Uh, I would go Chubb, but it, the way you're sounding, they have Hunt. It is there. Hunt, and I also agree with that. Um, just because I believe this is going to be a uh, a negative game script script from a uh, from a point of from a perspective for Nick Chubb, uh, just because the passing usually goes to Kareem Hunt, and uh, I just don't think uh, even though Chubb has uh, has definitely been on the field a great bit on passing downs, I do feel like this is going to be a Kareem Hunt game. So, so Chubb. Second rusher in the league behind Henry. That's correct. The only other rusher other than Henry that's over 500 yards. He is one, two, three, four, five, sixth in the league in touchdowns with four. Really tied for like fourth with four, but you know, sixth with four. And he's playing a defense that gives up 139 yards per game. I really like Chubb this week. Man, I like what I'm seeing from Kareem Hunt. Even though he is usually below 50%, it's not a true timeshare. Um, and I've watched a couple of their games, and there are drives where Hunt goes out. He is the the RB for that drive until he gets tired, and then they swap him out. So they're alternating drives is what it looks like. But I feel like this will be a game where Kyler Murray can put up some points and force Kareem Hunt into a situation where he is on the field more because they're playing from behind or trying to keep up. Man, I hope you're wrong. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> more so for the sake that I'm right. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I know you got Hunt, so you, uh, you're you riding high. But still, look, I mean, you know, we're talking 14. What did you say ESPN had him at? 14 and 15. And which one was that, 14? Uh, Hunt. So that and that's what I have Hunt at. So hey, we you know we could be both be dead on there. Uh, I do have Hunt. You know, I mean, I have Chubb at twelve. It's only you know really one person in between them, and that's Aaron Jones. Uh, so um, you know, I think he's got a tough matchup this week. But we'll while see. we're on running backs, let's try to make sense of what we have in Detroit. You are a Swift owner, and um, and I envy you most weeks, but Jamal Williams <laughs> is definitely getting some good run. Um, are you concerned about the usage of Jamal Williams? No, uh, I'm really not. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, it's definitely been inconsistent with Swift as far as his carry, so that's made me nervous. Uh, but I still really like his involvement in the passing game. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, he's he's uh, second in the league in receiving yards at the running back position behind Patterson, if you really want to count Patterson as a running back. Uh, as an Atlanta fan, I do. He's our best running back. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Patterson's got 295 receiving yards. Swift has 252. The closest to them are Harris at 198 and Jonathan Taylor at 197. And Harris is 198. It's probably an anomaly from that game he blew up when he had like 19 targets. Right. So, you know, I look at that, and for me, that matters because they're playing on a team that's going to be behind a lot. 
so, you know, I did notice that uh, Williams is definitely getting a lot more of the carries when the game's closer. Uh, right. You know, he's getting a lot of the early game work. You know, he's getting maybe like three or four touches to every one of Swift's. But two-minute drive at the end of the game, when the game's on the line, who'd they give the ball to? Swift. Swift. You know, and that's what I like. I really, you know, I think it's one of those situations where Campbell went into that, you know, he hyped him up that week, and he probably had every intention of giving Swift more carries. But at the same time, he's been nursing this growing injury like all year. I have yes. him, and he pops up on the injury report every Tuesday, questionable, goes off of it every Friday. And so, you know, I don't really know what's going on there. I don't know if it's more like, hey, he's had these injuries in the past and we're just like, you know, taking it easy. And Williams is really showing out in that time during practice, so they're getting him carries. Or if it's really like, hey, we're going to try to manage Swift so we don't have, a, you know, Todd Gurley on our hands in two years. Right. That's definitely uh, a cause for concern. Um, now I do have a question with the uh... – with the backfield in Kansas City. Um, does McKinnon have any value? Uh, I think it's a wait-and-see approach. I think he does. I think uh, I like him as a pass catcher uh, in an offense that is pass first. Uh, so I think he's potentially got value. Uh, you know, the Williams is definitely going to get the first crack at it, and he's mm-hmm. been reliable in the past. It's going to be interesting to see what McKinney can do because he's got that big playability and, and he's got the hands. Uh, right. So uh, I think he's got some value. I just think it's going to be a wait-and-see approach. It might not, like, work itself out until, like, another week, you know. I wouldn't get discouraged if he doesn't do much this week. I got you. All right, so uh, what are some other running backs you want to speak on in your, uh, in your rankings? Uh, so – Looking at uh, Fournette at six, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Philly, uh, as good as they've been against the pass, uh, they haven't been that great against the run. They're giving up 142 yards. Uh, so uh, definitely beatable on the ground. Uh, and Fournette seems to be the clear dog there. Uh, you know, even with, even with Bernard back, I still like also his involvement in the passing game. He's one, two, three, four, five, sixth in the league uh, for running backs receiving at 167, which is really a, a pleasant surprise. Right. Now, Geo, Geo's got him on uh, touchdowns. Geo's got, I think, like uh, two uh, receiving touchdowns. So uh, from the games I've seen Tampa Bay, which I've seen quite a few because they're always on primetime, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like they're using Geo as the passing guy in the uh, red zone. So, you know, I like that. Uh, but uh, between the between the 20s, it's been all four net. Until he fumbles or something like that. And then they get back to Rojo. Yeah. So, uh, I like four net. That's pretty high for him. Uh, might be shocking a few people. But uh, another one, Mixon. I have Mixon at 15. Um you know, I'd probably have him a little higher. Uh, he's got the favorable matchup against Detroit. We've talked all year about how terrible they are against the running back. Right. <laughs> but, I, you know, he only had 10 carries last week. I don't know how banged up he really is. Uh, that touchdown really saved him last week for us. Uh, I think he had 10 carries, 30 yards, and a touchdown. So, uh, 
So when it so does the uh, crap, I'm trying to thought. So does Piron eating into Mixon's usage bother you at all? Because he was banged up last week, and Piron got some good run last week. Are you concerned about that this week? Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly why I have him at 15. Uh, you know, which is probably still a little higher, um, but. You know, I think if he's healthy, he's the guy. I just don't know how healthy he is. I think he's still toting a questionable tag last time I looked. Yeah, and I also expect the same with Madison and and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Are there any other running backs you want to touch on? No, uh, you know, uh, that that's about it. You know, Aaron Jones got a tough tough matchup against the Bears. Ooh, yeah. uh, so I got him down at 13. That's, that's probably why I have him so low. Gaskin, honorable mention, uh, you know, I really like his usage in the passing game. Uh, you know, I think they got a pretty good matchup this week to try to get him going on the ground. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know that they will, but the Jags are uh, pretty terrible against the run, uh, leading the league with eight rushing touchdowns. So it could be a week for him to get in the end zone. It's a good week for a lot of his owners. So let's go and hop into the tight ends. And uh, right. Dawson Knox is top five at least, right? Uh, no. Oh my god, he is an honorable mention, but he is not top five. Uh, so you start so, buying him, and then you don't even put him in your top man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what uh, is eight? <laughs> so last week, uh, did pretty good. Uh, minus seven point seven ESPN finished minus ten point nine. Nice. Uh, so I beat him in the tight ends. We both had two picks within four. Uh, neither one of us had any picks dead on. Um, the pick that hurt me the most was uh, Hawkinson. I had him at two. He cost me 28 spots. He finished at 30. ESPN had him at three. He cost them 27. Um, outside of that, my biggest hurt was Jonah Smith. Uh, he had a really good matchup last week, but he's just not showing it, man. Uh, uh, it was a busted pick on my part. Uh, had him at seven. He finished at 29, so uh, he cost me 22 spots. Other than that, even the ones I were not within four on, I was right there within six on Knox. I was within six on Pitts, uh, within seven on Higby. Uh, so pretty pretty good there. Um, you know, so pretty good week for me. Uh, ESPN did so bad because they had Andrews, Fant, Cook, and Conklin. And their top 10, uh, Andrews cost uh, – well, Andrews did pretty good. He gave them three spots back. Yes. But Fant, Fant cost them 21, Cook cost them 28, and Conklin cost them 22. So on top of the Hawkinson miss, they added all of those other three that were over 20 spot misses. So that's yeah. what really that's what really hurt them. Uh, the guys that I had that they didn't have were Higby, uh, and he cost me seven spots, which isn't terrible. I had Jonah Smith. He cost me 22. We talked about him. Uh, but I had Evan Ingram. Uh, I had Evan Ingram at eight last week. He finished at 10. Cost me two spots. Uh, I had Kyle Pitts at nine. He finished at three. Gave me back six spots. So uh, they didn't have any of those guys in their matchup. So. Man, I know you're glad to see Kyle Pitts do his thing, man. Oh, my gosh, yes. I was worried about that game, man. It was a trap game for us. We didn't have anybody healthy. Right. I was like, man, we're about to go over here and get embarrassed by the Jets. It's not. Yeah, man. I really thought. Uh, I really thought that that should be the coming out party for Kyle Pitts. 
Um, I know it usually takes tight ends a little bit longer to break out, but he was definitely at the top of the pecking order. And uh, he seemed to open a ton, which I hope they continue to do so that he can develop into the the freak that he will become eventually. Yeah, and I think, you know, they lined him up out wide. They did a lot with him, like you said. They schemed him open. Uh, And, you know, being tuned into all my Falcons news sites and Mm -hmm. their beat reporters and all that, and, you know, not – you know, everything's really quiet on Ridley. So even though we're on a bye this week, we might be coming back from a bye still without Ridley. Uh, They haven't said much about what's going on. Uh, You know, they said they're respecting his privacy and, and, you know, that's, that's nice to see from a team that I support. Uh, So hopefully, you know, whatever's going on, I wish the best for him and hope he gets back fast, but they've been pretty quiet on when they think he's going to be back. So even though they're in the bye week, he may not be back the following week. Yeah, that's concerning, man. Um, definitely want to keep him in our prayers because he, uh, he's out for personal reasons. Right. And um, I really hope that he uh, comes back for uh, for his sake and for fantasy purposes. Right. So let's go ahead and take a look at these receivers that, uh, that you well, got this week. we got to get into my rankings for tight end. But oh, they are home. pretty brief. Uh, so really uh, threw me off. <laughs> the usual top four here. Um, I have Kelsey, Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson. Uh, and then I have Ingram at five, Jacecki at six, Don Schultz at seven, Jared Cook at eight, Hunter Henry at nine, Higby at ten, and I have Dalton Knox uh, I have Knox as Dawson Knox as an honorable mention. Um <laughs> Kelsey, you know, we've already talked enough about Washington football team. Uh, You know, they've given up a lot of yards to the air. Uh, Darren Waller at two. He's the whole focal point of the offense. Absolutely. Uh, And then Andrews. uh, This is probably as high as I've had Andrews all year. Uh, He's going against the Chargers, who have given up four touchdowns, and they're third in the league uh, Mm -hmm. as far as yards to the tight end. So good week for him to have another, another big week. I hope so, man. Because they, man, he went crazy in the Monday yes. night football game, and um, he definitely saved a lot of people for Monday night miracle. Right. Uh, another guy I like this week uh, is Ingram. I have him at five. Uh, I really, really liked his target share coming back. I liked his involvement in the offense. Uh, and then they got another decent matchup against the Rams, who you know, are right there in the top five in the league as far as yards to the tight end. Haven't given up a whole lot of touchdowns, but, uh, you know, that receiving course pretty banged up. I don't know that Shepard, Slayton, or Galladay will be back. Uh, so you got the rookie, Tooney, who looked Tony Tooney. Looked oh. really good. Looked really good last week on doing everything except for throwing that jab. He needs some work on that. I think uh, but Sterling Shepard uh... – should have been teaching him because they both look pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, the camp uh, photo of uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Makers. So maybe they should uh, practice on that a little bit too. Yeah. But uh, I think it's another good week for Ingram. He finished 10 last week coming back. Uh, I think he's got the talent. He's so frustrating to watch. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but- you own him, right? You have him I, in uh, our I, I do in the yeah in the dynasty league. I traded Kelsey for him. Huh. It was like a, it was like a three way trade. I gave somebody Kelsey. Whoever had Ingram got Ertz. I got Ingram and like 
Chubb. You got Hunt and Barkley out of it. And yeah, I got Barkley and Hunt. That's right. So I mean, it it worked out for me for a little while there, but I don't know who. I think I'm losing that one now. Yeah, I think you made that trade like uh, in year one. It was uh, 2019. Yeah, lost Barkley for the whole year. The following year, and <laughs> uh, still won championship though. Um, You're on five yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I am on five now. Back to back championships to zero and five, and time to rebuild. Hit that Tom Brady clip. <laughs> yeah, the Max Kellerman so, is going to eventually hit. Uh, you know, another one, Jared Cook at eight. Uh, you know, the Chargers is a. You know, it's a plus matchup for them also. Um, you know, I know we're talking about Andrews, but the Ravens have not been so great against the tight end either, second in the league in yards. Um, you know, I was kind of worrisome about Cook. I really like Parham there, but they're just not getting him involved enough. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good week for Cook to rack up some yards. Let me ask you this. Where does your Cook love come from? Um, he's only scored double digits twice. And he has only seen or only caught or only seen uh, six more targets twice. So I wouldn't say it's so much love. It's just really that position okay. is, you know, so inconsistent. So he's at eight. Uh, so I have him ahead of Henry and Higby. Uh, Higby, because he really just hasn't been that consistent. The Giants are terrible against the tight end. Uh, but, you know, Stafford's been dotting everyone up with his wide receivers. He hasn't needed the tight end. Um, Henry, I like Henry uh, better than Jono. Uh, but, again, it's not that, you know, they're going against Dallas, who uh, has given up, you know, a lot of passing yards uh, to the tight end plus passing yards in general. So, uh, I like, you know, they're, they're bottom end guys. With Cook, it's really wouldn't be in there if Pitts were playing this week, but Atlanta's on by, so that took Pitts out of my top ten. Knox is still a little too inconsistent for me to put in my top ten. What? Uh, it, man, he's, he's consistently being looked at. But here's my thing. He's consistently okay. being looked at, but Diggs is not. And, like, Diggs is going to – that's going to flip. And, and the week I put Don Knox in my top five, it's going to be the week it flips. <laughs> so – you know, if he comes out and he has another good week, you can look for him in my top ten next week. And then guess what? Next week he's going to do nothing. It's going to be all digs. Uh, well, I that's how it works. Dan Arnold has a very good shot at uh, cracking your top ten, as well as Gerald Everett, uh, since he's been activated off of the COVID list. But yeah, Dan Arnold he saw five, he saw six for sixty four last week on eight targets. Um, I like him with Shark out. Um, I don't like him for the Viscous Chenault or Marvin Jones Jr. at all. Yeah, so, you know, the thing about Dan Arnold is, like, I have James – we already touched on running backs. I have James Robinson in my top five. Right. Uh, You know, we're about to touch on wide receivers, and I have Marvin Jones inside my top 20. Uh, So my thought process is there is – realistically how many viable Jacksonville Jaguar fantasy players can we have in one week? Uh, You know, I think Dan Arnold definitely has some value, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, Miami is not the team I would play them against, Uh, you know, as bad as they are, they're not, you know, not giving up a ton to the tight end. They're giving up a lot of passing yards, but it's going to be to me, a Chenault and Jones kind of day. I really hope you're right about the Jones 
kind of type of day because I'm thinking about playing him. Um, I'm, I'm worried about him, though. So I jumped the gun earlier. <laughs> now it's time for receivers. <laughs> All right. So wide receiver uh, last week, um, again, in the 20s, which is about where we're going to be at, minus 23.4 for me. Uh, ESPN had a really good week, actually. They were under 20 this week. They were at minus 19.9. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. And the biggest uh, hurts for for me uh, that didn't hurt them were uh, Chenault and Lockett. Uh, they didn't have either of those guys um, in their rankings. And Lockett cost me 23 spots and Chenault cost me 47. Um, so. Uh, that hurt. Um, outside outside of Chenault, it was a really rough week for uh, wide receivers for me. Diggs cost me 49 spots. He cost ESPN 48. Uh, DJ Moore cost us both 33. McLaurin cost me 47. ESPN 45. Uh, Jones Jr., uh, Marvin Jones Jr. cost me 79 spots. He cost ESPN 73. Adam Thielen, me 48, ESPN 54. Brandon Cooks cost me 55, ESPN 56. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that they were that much better. It was just those two picks that they didn't have in theirs that I did shouldn't all at 47 and lock it mm-hmm. at, at, you know, 23 spots. Really, that was the difference for us. You know, it's a four-point difference, and that's that's what hurt. Um, Man. And some guys that hurt them that I didn't have was uh, A.J. Brown. They had A.J. Brown at 12. He finished at 65, so he cost them 53 spots. That hurt them. Uh, we both had one dead-on pick. That was Devontae Adams, wide receiver one. No brainer. Yeah, no brainer. And then uh, I had four within – I had four within four spots. They only had two. So, like, you look at that, like, I had four picks within four. They only had two. But those two I didn't have that they didn't – those two I had that they didn't really hurt. Man. So – You're so close. Yeah. I'd I'd really like to beat them in in wide – which I beat them in wide receiver, but I'd really like to beat them by more in wide receiver. But, man, wide receiver is such a large pool, man. It is. Um, you really can have a Tajay Sharp show up out of nowhere. Um, this week, a Josh Gordon with Tyreek Hill looking hampered um, could definitely be someone that lands in the end zone. Yeah. So you just never know when it comes to these. Uh, and you don't. Wide and sometimes, and sometimes for wide receiver rankings to crack the crack the top twenty, that's really all you need. Like right. two catches, forty yards, and a touchdown. And, you know, you're sitting at 12 points, which is probably good enough to be close to 20, if not, because, you know, you have some guys that just blow up and then some guys who just kind of slow and steady get that average. So it is tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, I wish Allen Robinson would do something positive. <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. So j- jumping, yeah, jumping into this week, uh, number one, uh, even though he's toting the questionable tag, I do have Tyreek Hill. Uh, so a clean sweep from the quarterback wide receiver tight end position for the Chiefs for me. Um, I just I think it's going to be that kind of game for them, especially with Clyde Edwards Lair getting hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're definitely going to rely on the passing game a little bit more. And what a game to rely on it on against Washington, who's not that great <laughs> against the pass. So 
uh, have Hill at one, Cooper Cup at two, uh, McLaurin at three for the same reasons I have Hill at one. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams at four, probably the lowest you'll see me have him all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, the Bears are really good defense. Uh, really, you know, so uh, DeAndre Hopkins at five, DJ Moore at six, Deontay Johnson at seven, uh, wide receiver one, Jamar Chase at eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finally have Mike Williams at nine. Uh, this would be the week he doesn't finish anywhere near the top 20. Exactly. Uh, DK at 10, uh, Godwin at 11, Diggs at 12, Lamb 13, uh, Cooks 14, uh, Allen at 15, uh, 16 Jones Jr., 17 Evans, 18 Jefferson, 19 Lockett, 20, uh, and cracking my top 20 for the first time, uh, rookie Devonta Smith. Um, so, yeah, uh, honorable mention, I have Michael Pittman, uh, A.J. Brown, and uh, Tooney, uh, Tooney, Tony is it Tony or Tony? There's Tony. There's Tony. 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 He uh, uh, he's an exciting player, but I I don't I don't know. He wasn't. He's not a complete. He's he's a he's a glorified gadget guy. Um, in my opinion, he's yeah. raw. Um, he doesn't have any one to really learn from. Um, within that receiving court, but he's, he he's twenty for you, right? He huh? He's twenty for you, correct? He's honorable mention. Honorable so mention. Okay. He he's not in my top twenty. No, no, no. no. All right, because he can definitely Pittman, can... AJ Brown, and Tony are honorable mentions. I can't complain about that. I love Pittman Junior. Have him in about forty percent of my dynasty leagues. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely like him a lot. It's a good week for him. Uh, you know, we've already touched on Hill and McLaren. Uh, you know, jumping into Mike Williams, you know, first time being in my top 20, um, first time being ahead of Allen. Um, and really, it, it's he's just playing ball, man. Uh, he is one, two, three, four, fifth in the league in targets, which is actually behind Allen, but he is one, two, three, four, fifth in yards, leading the league in touchdowns for wide receiver. Uh, and he is actually behind Allen again and catches, but he's just making, you know, the big plays, and that offense looks like it's big play after big play with Herbert this year. And um, I love it, man. And yeah, they're going – yeah, and they're going up against Baltimore, who, you know, we've talked about it already, but the Ravens, 296 passing yards a game, you know, giving up a decent amount of touch, nine or ten, something like that. Uh, and they don't have a whole lot of takeaways. So uh, I think this is one of those, you know, week that Williams could go off and have a big week. Um, another guy uh, looking at uh, Diggs, you know, Diggs, if you drafted him in the first round as your wide receiver one, it's really been a bust season for him uh, so far to this point. Yeah, uh, He's got the targets. Uh, you know, I think he's up there. Uh, in targets, yeah, he's in the top 10 in targets, but he's not, you know, anywhere near the top 10 in catches. He's not up there in yards. He's not up there in touchdowns. So it's really been a anomaly year for him, in my opinion. Uh, but I do think he's good enough to, you know, still be a top 15 receiver, have him at 12. 
uh, you know, which is about where he's been finishing every week. I've had him in my top five. He's been somewhere between 12 and 15. So uh, dropping him down, hoping that'll save me some spots. Um, You know, we talked about Marvin Jones Jr. a little earlier. Uh, I have him at 16. Uh, I think it's a good week for them. Uh, The Dolphins, not too, you know, they're not great. Uh, Looking at possibly being on their (laughs) second or third quarterback. I know, (laughs) I know Jacoby came back, but still uh, QB situation scary there. No, they talked about getting Tua back, but we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's quite ready yet. And then Devonta Smith, the rookie cracking my uh, top 20 for the first time. And I love that, man. I think it's a plus matchup against the Bucks. You know, 314 yards a game, 13 touchdowns. I think it's a week they could get him involved and, and, you know, have his – you know, he's been playing really good. He's been playing really good football. Uh, You know, uh, top, you know, top receiver in that offense for sure. It's not even close. No. I thought Rager would be – Almost like a one A one B, but it's not even close. Uh, Quez yeah. Watkins is definitely a splash play. Yeah, um, just because he he can definitely take it fifty yards in a heartbeat. Mm, yeah, uh, some guys on my list that I think have tough matchups. That uh, is kind of the reason that I, they're drugged down a little bit is uh, Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yes. Um, you know, Carolina, <laughs> man. This is. I'm gonna read you some numbers from Carolina's defense. If you're just like looking at numbers, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they have only given up 94.2 uh, rushing yards per game, which is eighth best. Uh, they have only given up. Let's see, 161.6 passing yards per game, which is the best in the league. Uh, they have. Let's see. 16 sacks, which is tied for third best in the league. Like, I mean, they are just – that defense is everywhere. They don't have a whole lot of interceptions. Uh, You know, they don't have one player that just stands out in that secondary. But, like, that front seven is good. Like, it's really good, man. And, like, they're playing good football right now on defense. And I'm just – I'm staying away from all pass catchers going against them. Uh, Jefferson – Go ahead. They're all going to be a lot of underneath stuff. So, you know, barely in my top 20 this week. But uh, I think that's probably best-case scenario, 18, to be honest, for who he's going against this week. Yeah, whoever picked up the uh, the Panthers' defense in our league is a pretty smart guy. Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think I'm a pretty decently smart guy. You do it like uh, two hours after waivers. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wake up – for work, I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. So, oh, man. I got to start setting my clock. So, you know, I wake up at 4 o'clock. I let the dogs out. I see what's going on on ESPN, and then I go see what's available after waivers. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, being a scavenger. Uh, Jamar Chase at number eight. I can't can't leave this podcast without talking about my guy. Let's do it because uh, he's, he's definitely been um... – Man, how how are you feeling about uh about Boyd at this point in the season? Dog, the only argument I have is that uh TDs aren't sticky. Um, that's going to be the biggest difference between their stat line, um, the touchdowns. But man, it 
I don't see anybody stopping him from scoring because they he's beating guys one on one um on simple go routes. So yeah. um I, I didn't think he was that explosive or that had that type of separation while in college, but he's definitely uh getting up on DBs much quicker than they expect and uh, able to blow wide. Because uh, one thing the receivers like to say, if I'm even, we're, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely what he's doing to guys. Even when on, even like on backside routes where the ball isn't really um, coming to him, you sent me a, the uh, the clip of what he did to Patrick Peterson. That was just yeah. crazy how great of a route runner he is at such a young age. He, uh, he reminds me of, a young Amari Cooper um, back in Oakland because he was always a great route runner. Yeah. He just didn't produce, and now you get to see uh, Amari Cooper with a, in a good offense. And, man, Amari Cooper is one of the better route runners. Jerry Judy, he's an awesome route runner, but I would have to put Jamar Chase up there with those guys. Man, and he's got – He's got speed too. He's not, you know. Gosh, he is. He's a stud. Yeah, and you know, I I I traded for him. Um, so you know, going into the year, I drafted DK, Brandon Cooks, uh, Calvin Ridley, and I had Mooney. And I was like, you know, that's pretty decent three. Uh, Who knows what Mooney's going to do? And then I traded for Chase, and he's immediately been my wide receiver one. And you know, he's like. I think he's about 10 points ahead of DK in our scoring. Uh, I think so, you know, they're pretty close, but still, like, he's wide receiver one. Like, he will be in my lineup every week, no matter who they play. So, in our league, uh, Jamar so. Chase has 102.75 points, and uh, DK has 92 points. So, yeah, right at the 10 yeah. point mark. Yeah. So, uh, you know, going to be an interesting week. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good game tonight. Good. It's really just a good, you know. I'm excited. Know. Yeah, this is yeah. gonna be an awesome slate. It's also just a good like time for sports in general. Like we're in like mid October ish, like early October, and you got postseason baseball. You got postseason WNBA finals. My you girl, D- my girl DT. No, no, no Mercury, man. All right, we're not gonna talk. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's not. Uh, you got. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, which you know, I'm, not, I'm not really, but shout out to Reagan. Yeah, you got the hockey league. They're starting up. And I think most of those guys are either playing their first game tonight or have in the past few days. Right. Uh, if you're a soccer person, which I actually do keep up with soccer, uh, at least in American soccer, you have MLS, which those guys winding down. I think those teams probably have between five or six games left before playoffs start for them. Uh, so – a lot of good, you know, NBA's starting preseason, so they're getting started. It's a really good time for sports. It is. It's exciting, for real. Um, oh, and basketball is right around the corner. Wrap, yep. wrap, wrap preseason up. Yep. So uh, let's talk. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I think we were about to say the same thing. Buy, sell, trade? I mean, buy, buy or sell? Yes. We All right. Let's go ahead and hop into it. Since we got the Thursday night game tonight. Jalen Hurts, are you buying or selling him tonight? I am buying him. And I'm honestly, you know, I know you put for Thursday, but I'm buying him for the year, man. Rest of the season, you're buying. Yeah, I'm buying him for the rest of the season. So I think if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, uh, you don't freak out about his 
stretch coming up because he does have a tough little stretch coming up. He's got Tampa Bay tonight, decent matchup. But after that, he's got the Raiders, and he's got Detroit, decent matchup, the Chargers, and then Denver. So you look at the Raiders, the Chargers, and Denver, uh, you're looking at uh, three top uh, six, no, three top seven teams against the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Raiders are four. They're only giving up 205 yards a game. Uh, the Broncos, six, giving up 207. And the Chargers are seven, giving up 214. Uh, I think you don't freak out those weeks and hope that he's still a fantasy option uh, using his legs. Uh, you know, but after that, man, his schedule opens up. He's got New Orleans. He's got the Giants. He's got the Jets. He's got a bye week. Then he's got Washington. Then he's got the Giants again. Then he's got Washington again. And he's got Dallas again. And that, I mean, that is just beautiful to look at when you're looking at passing, you know, passing yards, Washington, the Giants, and Dallas, all three teams in the bottom end against the pass. Now, you got to be careful with the Cowboys because they're also leading the league in interceptions, and a lot of that's got to do with digs. But yeah. still, uh, you know, he, you ride this few games out, uh, those three games are going to be the toughest left on a schedule. New Orleans, one of those games, kind of go either way, but I don't think it's going to be that tough for them. So I'm I'm buying him for the year, man. I'm glad you bought him because he's and, definitely my quarterback. In our, in our uh, from the yeah. quarter from the QB draft, he's uh, QB he's QB seven through five weeks for us, and he's played Dallas, Kansas City, Carolina, San Francisco, and Atlanta. Carolina, not a joke. Not you know, and he put up 25 fantasy points on them. Now he had two rushing touchdowns, and that's what I'm saying. I think. He only had 198 passing yards and one interception. I think those numbers could be a little bit better against the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos, but I think you're really looking for those carries and those yards uh, on the ground in those three matchups. Yeah, he's, he's definitely getting seven to ten carries a week, um, so. which is ridiculous in our league um, yeah. for a quarterback to get. All right, I'm also going to be buying him for the rest of the season just because he is my one of my quarterbacks. I hate that I face him this week on a Thursday night. I'm hoping this is going to be a game where uh, where he turns the ball over, um, puts it on the ground, but they find a way to win for the sake of my record and for the sake of my fantasy team. <laughs> so let's take a look at our next guy. All right. You ready? Yeah. Oh, my, I can't find it. Oh, Kenneth Gainwell in the same game. So, Miles Sanders has been ineffective on the ground. I expect this to be a passing, high passing game for the, uh, for the Eagles. Is Kenneth Gainwell startable, and are you buying him this week? I am not buying him this week or starting him, but, I would, but, I, but I, would buy the se- I would buy him for the season. Why for the season and not tonight? Uh, so... Uh, tonight it really goes I think you're right on when it comes to the pass Uh, I I think it's going to be a passing game script for him but again not as much as I think people think you know we broke down that Eagles pass defense I don't think Tom Brady's just going to throw all over them Uh, but I look at rushing yards and Tampa Bay is leading the league at 45.8 they've only given up 45.8 rushing yards per game Uh, so and they've given up uh, three receiving touchdowns to the running back spot. So that that goes all into what you're saying. But 
I just don't think they're going to be. I just don't think they're going to be using the running back at all. You know, uh, <laughs> nine carries is a season high, and I think he won't get anywhere near that. Uh, Miles Sanders has not been running well, so again, I'm not buying him for this matchup, but I do think eventually uh, he's going to be flex worthy for for most people. I've seen some of their games, and I like the way that he lines up out wide. That is the only reason um, I find him as a viable option, but not very deep at receiver once they get to uh, J-Jaw because yeah. um, he's pretty bad. And they uh, and I, I expect to see him on the field quite a bit. He's been right around the 35% snap share, but a lot of that comes um, on passing down when there's passing game work. So – Khalil Herbert, is this is it is he the backup to Montgomery or the backup to Williams? He's the backup to Montgomery. Okay, uh, I have him as a sell. Uh, again, looking at for the year, um, you know, I think the only way you buy him is if you're a Montgomery owner and you need him to tide you over until Montgomery comes back. Uh, but you know, one, two, three, four games before the buy. Uh, I think you sell him if you can get value in return. Like if you have a way to get by those four weeks uh, and, you know, get if you're a Montgomery owner and you have them, so such as, you know, we're talking my wife in our league, right? right. She's got Montgomery. He's hurt. She's also got Khalil Herbert. I think she's got to ride him out until Montgomery comes. But if she's going to sell him, now's the time to do it. Uh, he's coming off a good performance. I think he's probably going to have another good performance this week. Oh. Uh, and if she could flip him for value, someone who is going to be able to be plugged into her lineup and hold her over until Montgomery comes back and then continue to be in her lineup after Montgomery comes back, then you got to sell him. So I just got on the roto baller and looked at Damian Williams, and uh, he's on the COVID list as of 21 minutes ago. So oh. Herbert is the guy, um, just looks like, it's unclear if he tested positive or not for the virus, but he's unlikely to be available for week six. So this is definitely a Khalil Herbert. Um, you sell him for sure now because I, I looked at uh, all of his carries from last week. He wasn't that impressive. And uh, and I really believe this is a time to sell him, especially with Damian Williams out. He's going to have a, a great game in our league because he's getting all the carries. Yeah, we're on the same page. I think um, the only I think the only way you don't sell them is like I said, if you're in the position that Ashton's in and you gotta hold him until Montgomery comes back. But then even then I'm still trying to shop him. If it's me, I'm trying to shop him. I'm trying to add a piece to my team absolutely. that's gonna help me after Montgomery comes back. But you know, she's sitting at 0 and four, so oh and five or one and five, yeah. something like that. It's do or die for her. So I don't you know, I don't know. She might be like, Hey, I need these points, I gotta ride them. Yeah, she's one and four right now. So, yeah. so Ashton, if you're listening, go shop, <laughs> uh, go shop Herbert to uh, <laughs> to Kristen. Maybe try to get Robert Woods, um, someone like that. Because uh, yeah. right now, Robert Woods is definitely a uh, a buy a buy target for me. Um, I just think right now the Cooper Cup um, volume. Um, they're gonna start trying to take them away. Teams are. And that's where you get your uh, your little touch passes and carries from Robert Woods and yeah. some of your underneath stuff and um, comebacks to the outside. So definitely, Ashton, go sell Herbert. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so now David Njoku, 
He uh, has seven catches for seven targets last week, and uh, I think he went over 100 yards. What? So we have no Landry. Um, Odell Beckham really isn't getting a whole lot of volume. Baker has a non-throwing shoulder injury. So uh, do you believe Najuko could continue um, like he did last week, or was it just luck? Yeah. I'm not going to say luck, but I think it was that like two to three games where Njoku shows his pure superior athletic ability at the tight end position and then completely falls off the map the following week. (laughs) He just – I'm selling him, obviously, based on that comment. Uh But I just don't trust him. Uh, I know they don't have anyone else there, um, but they got some pretty tough defenses coming up. Arizona, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, who quietly, by the way, has been really good against the pass. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's tough, tough matchups for them um, and tough matchups at the tight end position specifically. Um, but I, I just don't trust it. I, I think. Baker will find someone to throw to, and Njoku is probably going to be realistically looking at what he was before where he's getting like maybe five or six targets a game and only catching like three or four of those, mm-hmm. which I don't think is enough for me uh, to buy him. Uh, so, you know, it, but it also depends on the tight end situation. I'm definitely not buying him in our league because we don't play a tight end. Uh, if, you, if you play if, – if the tight end is mandatory – um, you know, I still feel that there are eight or nine guys that are better than him mm-hmm. consistently. So unless you're just like, you know, you're somebody who has pits on a bye week and you need someone to stream, then maybe. Or if you have, you know, maybe you're someone who drafted Jared Cook who hasn't been consistent or Jonah Smith or Hunter Henry who hasn't been consistent, it might be worth adding him and giving him a shot. But I- I'm selling. I'm not buying uh, I'm with you. Even though uh, he is seeing a lot of the uh, snaps, he's just not seeing hardly any volume. His seven carry, his seven targets last week is one off from his uh, – no, three off from his total for the season outside of this week uh, – outside of last week, I mean. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to be selling him if you have him rostered. He's definitely a sale guy. Yeah. The quarterback – records how we do last week because we got some key matchups this week that i like to look at that could definitely uh help turn the tide for you yeah uh so um last week was a pretty good week for me um i went three to one in our head-to-head last week so uh that really helped me out Uh, yeah helped me Help me gain some ground. Uh, overall for the year, I'm sitting at 36 and 38. Uh, you're sitting at 41 and 32. So you still you're still ahead of me by five games. Um, going into this week, though, uh, I really I really like this week for my chances. Um, you have yeah. you have one, two, three, four games where you're facing yourself. Uh, so you're automatically going four and four uh, there. Um, and those are Burrow versus Goff, Cousins versus Darnold, Murray versus Baker, Carr versus Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so that's four and four for you already right there. 
Um, you have one game against nobody. That's Washington football team and Mahomes. So if I you win, so if you win that, you're looking at five and four. Uh, and then uh, head to head, we have one, two, three, four, five matchups. It'll be and exciting. Yeah. So you have tonight. We have Brady versus Hertz. I think I get that W. Uh, we have Rogers versus Fields. I, I really don't know. I'm gonna say that Rogers gets that W. I think he does uh, as well, yeah. Herbert versus Jackson. That's going to be a great matchup. Dude, that uh, is going to so be a nail-biter. I really think that one's a wash. I, you know, I think it could go either way. Uh, Dak versus Mac Jones, I'm giving Dak that one. Correct. Uh, Josh Allen versus Tannehill, I'm giving Allen uh, that one. So uh, looking at it after that, so you're 5-4 and four after the versus yourselves and with the Mahomes win, that gives you one. Two for sure wins, in my opinion. So seven and two for sure losses. So you're looking at seven and six. And then the Jackson one can go either way. So Jackson Herbert, in my opinion. So I feel like you could go eight and six or you can go seven and seven. For me, I'm looking at. This is a big week for you. Yeah, I'm looking at four matchups against nobody. Yeah. Uh, so Wentz versus the Texans, I think he can finally get that win. He played, man, such a heartbreaker last week for him. Dude, he played so are, well. They are really playing well, and uh, yeah. they're just not winning. And um, so, I'm surprised that he's still uh, able to perform at, at the highest level that he is right now. He looks good, man. He's practicing he fully, I think, now. So, uh, you know, I think that he gets that win there. I think Stafford gets an easy win versus the Giants. Uh, and then I think Big Ben gets a win without Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. So three and zero for sure. I think there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to get his first win of the season. I don't know that he will do it, but it can go either way. So worst case scenario, I'm going three and one. Best case scenario, I'm going four and zero there. Uh, and then if the top goes my way, uh, let's see. Worst case scenario, I lose three, win two. So I'm looking at, uh, let's see, win two, five, lose three. I'm looking at five and four. Uh, or if I go four and oh, I'm looking at uh, six and four. Uh, and so, and then best case scenario, I go nine and oh. <laughs> what if that happens? What if yeah. I win all of them? Dude, that's going to be a heck of a hole for me to dig myself out of. Yeah, so if I go 9-0, and which is best-case scenario for me, that means you have gone, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 0-5 in our head-to-head. You're going 4-4 four and four in your split, so you're looking at 4-9 and nine right there. And if you get a Mahomes win, 5-9. and nine. Even better if you get a Mahomes loss, 4-10. and 10. <laughs> Like, this is a big week. It is, man. And um, I'm just hoping my guys stay healthy because yeah. that is uh... – that has definitely been um, a huge factor for both of our lineups, mostly yours. Uh, you've seen more injuries with Tua, Jimmy G. Yeah, I want to say I mean, Wentz. He started every game, but still, like, it's definitely affected his play. Right. Uh, and so um, Daniel Bray, out. You know, Daniel Jones, concussion. Uh, Brady thumb injury coming into tonight. Yeah, man. Long, my side. Big Ben's been dealing with some. Was it hip or shoulder injury? What was it? He hip injury, cool. I think. 
Yeah, he's just old. Yeah, he's got old man. He's got old man <laughs> hips. Uh, so, uh, it's gonna be an interesting week, man. I'm looking no, forward man. to every, it. Every week, I get excited to look at uh, our head-to-head games, and I, those are the ones I play pay close attention to. And yeah. um, but man, it's it's quarterback draft. Uh, these quarterback teams that we have of uh, is is more even than I thought it was. Uh, here we are, about a quarter through the season. Or third way through the through the season, and yeah. um, and it's definitely a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, I did not expect Winston to perform well for you. Um, Wilson, well Zach Wilson, that is Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, I also did not expect. I expected Tannehill to be, be a little bit better. Yeah. And, so I expected Tannehill to be better, uh, but I didn't expect to have Fields sitting at two and one this early in the season. So I, I think that's so I think that's kind of helped, you know, offset help offset that. I definitely yeah. have the two worst in the league with Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So that hurts me. I wish I would not have been stuck with both of them. I almost I almost went Burrow, you know, I don't know if you remember when we did the draft, right? Yeah. Uh, we we did the first half and then we did the second half later. And I thought and thought and thought and thought and thought for days. And I don't remember who I ended up going with. I think I went Winston right out the break, maybe. I don't I remember. I really don't remember. I went Winston right out the break, and Ashton was like, you're an idiot. You should have went with Burrow. And I was like, the offensive line cannot protect him. And you got Burrow second to last. I know, Second dude. to last. Like, if I'd have just reached for him there, like, possibly you get stuck with at least Zach Wilson, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, you get Zach Wilson, and I get Lawrence. Or you get Lawrence, and I get Zach Wilson. And that kind of evens it out a little bit better. But, like, gosh, why did I? Got to get listened. your guys. You got to get listened. your guys, man. Should have listened to my wife, man. All right, we're going to timestamp that and send it directly to her. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Okay, man. I appreciate you for being on today, man. Absolutely. And we're uh, going to enjoy some Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. We'll be texting, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Have a good one, Jay. All right, man. Peace. Once again, I want to thank Kagan for coming through. It's always good to chop it up with him. Appreciate you guys for tuning in for the whole episode. It's huge to us. Um, We'll see you guys for week seven. And um, likely going to have some better news for me, we're hoping for, as far as the quarterback teams go for us. Uh, Once again, thanks for tuning in. Peace.